Chapter 12 James could barely manage to open his eyes when his alarm went off Thursday morning. His dad came in twice to wake him up. He contemplated saying he was sick and just staying under the warm duvet. The animals could all work it out between themselves. But if he was sick, he wouldn't be allowed out after school to use the key to the sewers. He dragged himself out of bed and dressed for school, just in time to grab a lift with his mum. She dropped him at the school gate, or as close as she could get without stopping on the yellow zigzags. A familiar face was waiting on the fence by the entrance. No-tail. Hi, No-tail, James said. His voice was croaky from lack of sleep. The squirrel hopped onto his shoulder and squeezed his ear. James gave it a rub on the top of its head. I've got to get something to eat, and you wouldn't like it inside. Too many kids. No-tail hopped back to the fence, then ran up a tree as another child arrived for breakfast. James found Jenny eating toast. She had the key out and was looking at it between each mouthful. James put his toast down and sat opposite. How do you feel? he asked. Awful, said Jenny. I'm trying to think about where to try the key, but I'm just thinking about going back to bed. Any sign of Elf yet? Nope. Elf had said that she would persuade her parents to take her to see Claudia first thing, to apply the remedy that the king under the fort had given her. She'd get into school as soon as she could afterwards. James asked to see the key. Jenny slid it over to him. It was brass, but tarnished and brown in places. It was bigger than a house key, but not much, and it had an interesting shape to the end that you gripped. James thought he'd seen the shape before, but couldn't think where. It was a round, almost fish-like head, with wings or fins coming out of it. Definitely fishiness to the shape. Any idea where we should try it first? James asked, yawning into his toast. Well, the key looks old, so if we could try around the lanes... Jenny yawned too. I'm not sure I'll be awake enough to go looking straight after school. I might have to have a sleep during maths, James said. They were not getting anywhere with finding Lord Ratzenberg and any chance they had to think disappeared when Elf sat down. She started by telling them she'd managed to see Claudia, and she was still in a coma. Elf had rubbed some of the dried plant that the badger had given her on the cat's fur. Nothing magical had happened. Then she came to school. And that was all she had time to say, as she was suddenly surrounded by excited children, all asking about the Mega Grotto. The Mega Grotto, James groaned. He'd actually managed to forget about it for a few hours. Now he was reminded that he was not going to get a chance to ask for the telescope. A boy pushed through the crowd around Elf and sat down next to James. Another one followed. It was the two year fours, Wilf and Aby. Shame the plan didn't work, Wilf said. But at least someone we know is going. That didn't make James feel better. Hey, what's that? Aby said, picking up the key. It looks like Squidducken. What? Give me that. Wilf grabbed the key and eyed it closely. Yeah, you might be right. We could get Laurie with this. No, you couldn't. James held his hand out for the key. Wilf reluctantly gave it back. This key is important. If only we knew where to use it. And what's Squidducken, anyway? It's something that Wilf's brother Laurie spotted, Aby said. I came up with a name and told him it was an evil spirit or something like that. No, I came up with a name, Wilf said. You came up with the rhyme. Squiducken, Squiducken, he's after you. You're out of good luck and Squiducken, boo-hoo. Aby grinned. You got it wrong. 
it's Squiduck and Poo Poo at the end. <laughs> Wilf and Avy started laughing and saying the rhyme again. Hang on, said James. Where did Laurie see the Squiduckin? Oh, just near our old flat. It's carved into the clock tower in Preston Park, Wilf said. He and Avy walked off, saying the rhyme and doubling over laughing. James held the key and thought about it. The clock tower at Preston Park was close enough to check out right after school. In fact, it was right by Elf's house. He wanted to talk to Jenny about it, but she was busy talking to Elf and the other children about the mega grotto. He'd go himself and let them know what he found. He managed to stay awake for the rest of the day, even through the head teacher's assembly. He even managed to ignore the incessant talk about the mega grotto. Thursday meant art club. At lunchtime, he wrote a note to the art club teacher saying he wouldn't be there this week because his mum was taking him ice skating. When the school day ended, he was first out of the class. He raced to the school gate. Then someone was standing next to him. It was Jenny. Where are you going? she asked. I was, uh... He instantly felt bad for not telling her, but he didn't feel like company. I'm tired. I wanted to go to bed early. We can meet up after dark like yesterday. OK, said Jenny. I'm going to check on Claudia with Elf. I'll message you if there's any news. Fine. James wanted to go straight down Balfour Road to Preston Park. But because Jenny was there, he crossed the road and went up the stairs as if he was going home. Then he turned right at the top and ran down Osborne Road toward the park. He was at the clock tower just after half past three. It was on the edge of a big field nestled among tall trees. There were dog walkers and school children walking along the path nearby. He went to the door. It was large and wooden and did not have a keyhole anywhere. He even tried pushing the key into a deep knot hole, but it didn't fit. He looked around at the carvings and decorations. There, on each of the pillars around the tower, Squiduckin. It was the same as the key. He spent time around each Squiduckin, searching for anything that could be a keyhole. He tried the key in every hole, crack and cranny. Nothing that would open the way into the sewer. He sat on the stairs of the clock tower and looked into the park. Even just after four o'clock, the sun was nearly down. He was running out of time. Then he found a different kind of squiduckin. It was drawn on a wall on the opposite side of the clock tower to the door. Graffiti, or just some kid tagging the wall but it definitely looked the same as the creature on the key. Closer up, one of the eyes of the drawn graffiti creature was not the same as the other. It was, in fact, a hole. Feeling a little stupid, or a little desperate, he pushed the key into the hole and turned. There was a click, and the lower part of the wall swung inwards to reveal a set of steep steps. <laughs>